Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkillstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. AI4, the world's premier conference discussing artificial intelligence and its many applications for business, is being held August 7 through 9 at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. I'm happy today to be joined by one of the many great speakers that will be leading the conversation in a few weeks. Today, we're going to talk about AI and how it is shaping and will shape the future of the workplace. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Alice Fournier, CIO at ISS Americas. Alice, welcome to the show. Thank you. Really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, looking forward to talking about this topic with you. Um, Why don't we get started with you giving a little background on yourself and uh, what your role as CIO entails at ISS Americas? Yeah, absolutely. So um, CIO at at ISS Americas uh, means that I have oversight of all of our systems. And in the case of ISS, we are a facilities management business. So that means that I have oversight of our backend infrastructure, keeping the lights on, if you would, the computers, the phones running, keeping the organization safe, as well as a lot of our front-end system, our consumers, customer systems, because we do work across a variety of industries where we have a food business that's also a retail business. So thinking about POS, both mobile POS, physical POS. Um, so it's a great role, lots to do, uh, and lots to be excited about. Yeah, yeah, sounds exciting. Nice. Well, let's get started by um, talking a little bit about the current impacts of artificial intelligence, as well as what it takes for an organization to implement AI in a meaningful way. Uh, can you start by talking a little bit about, um, you know, how does how does AI currently play a role in in your work with ISS Americas, and and uh, maybe start there? Yeah, absolutely. One of the ways that we leverage AI is to, of course, manage all of the data that we have. So thinking about the size of the workforce that we have to manage, we have a tremendous amount of people data where we leverage AI, but we also have a lot of systems that help us help our clients with their sustainability goals. So thinking about our food business, we leverage AI there to manage food waste or to help manage food waste. There's also different different applications in facilities. So as a facilities management business, we help organizations really understand how they can do a better job managing energy consumption. Um, so we we work across janitorial services, technical services, and food services. So AI really becomes a tool across every one um, of our services to help understand data and then help our clients make better choices 
about variety of, of big questions, again, some of which are sustainability driven, but we also help them uh, with questions around managing hybrid workforces, uh, workloads, so number of people that actually come to the office. So lots of big questions with a lot of data from significant amount of systems. So AI becomes the tool that we use to make better decisions. Yeah. So as you mentioned, you know, CAO, large organization, and, you know, your role uh, entails overseeing how data is used. And uh, because, as we know, data is a big piece of what enables AI-based tools to perform well, what do you see as the biggest challenge with data in, in the customers that you work with? And, you know, how is this affecting their ability to embrace AI-based solutions? Yeah, well, I think that's absolutely the number one question when it comes to AI, right? Because it's built on data. It's built on ingesting a lot of information and then spitting out some uh, considerations or some outputs. The quality of data remains the big question. And, and that's not a new question, right? Data transformation, data quality, data hygiene has been as the at, really at the heart of what IT does for many, many years, but I think that consideration and that challenge now gets really accelerated because the ability of, of AI to really ingest and, and comprehend and, and you know drive some decision-making, the, the speed at which it gets done means that the data increasingly has to be cleaned out. It has to be, you know, you have to be sure that whatever goes in in your model really is what needs to go in there. Because if you don't, then you're really putting your decision-making at risk. You're putting um, big decisions uh, in a challenging place. So I would say, I mean, that's certainly an area of challenge for us as an organization. And it's it's one that we see with our customers. Now, you know, over time, right? And, and I often say that, that those challenges originate from what what you usually see when you look at systems of an organization, you see the history, right? You see the merger, the acquisitions, the different systems, uh, the lack of connectivity, the divestures. So the systems always tell a great story. But when you're looking at how to navigate data within these systems and within often very complicated business histories, what you get are disconnected systems. You get data that's not clean. And I think that those challenges that we tried to solve through RPA that we're still, you know, still somewhat solving through RPA will continue and will take on a bigger challenge as we look to, to the future with AI. That, that's 100% probably the biggest challenge to address as an organization when it comes to leveraging more AI. Yeah. Yeah. And so another uh, another area, a challenge for, for many organizations related to data is increasing consumer data privacy regulations, which certainly, you know, the be benefit customers and, and many brands have been dealing this, particularly global brands have been dealing this with this for quite a while. Now there's at least the start of talks about AI regulation, particularly in Europe, even a little bit here in the States, um, even if it's a little less organized. How do you how do you encourage your teams, your organization, and your peers and other organizations to look at where do you steer an organization in terms of AI adoption, knowing that there may be regulation coming down 
you know, down the road and there's, you know, there's already enough consumer data privacy regulations in place. Yeah, yeah, that's a really important question. And I think it's interesting because we are at a, you know, we're an intersection where there's definitely a, a, a new appetite, right? So the fact that chat GPT came into the consumer world, it has very clear um, applications. It, there's been this influx of people really interested in leveraging tools like chat GPT, bringing those into the workplace. And, and so on the one hand, you want to stay rather conservative um, and, and pretty level-headed around what is, what is a tool that is, is a solid business tool and what is a tool that's more of a consumer tool. On the other hand, so, so I see my role as protecting the organization and so helping educate and helping put the right governance around what tools we are going to bring in the business and what are the implications and how are we going to do that. On the other hand, when great new technologies and software technologies get adopted at the consumer level, there's also an appetite and an understanding of these tools that I also see as my role to, to drive energy and enthusiasm around because AI a year ago, would be something that most most folks who aren't in technology would be really worried with, wouldn't understand, would have a lot of fear yeah. tied into it. Whereas now you can bring AI as, as a topic that you want to bring into the business. And the fact that this technology has now gotten a lot of visibility, a lot of application in, in you know, non-IT people's lives helps actually remove some of the fear and bring in, in the organization. So I think it's both, it's supporting the innovation, supporting the enthusiasm, but doing so in a way that has solid governance and, and clear business outcomes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that point about just increased awareness and, and visibility, that's a great segue to what I wanted to talk about next. And that's really about the role of AI and and the future of work and and even the role of place and in, in the future of work as well. And so, as an organization whose work deals with the workplace, as as ISS Americas does, including a lot of on-site in-person work in, environments, how has ISS changed its approach in recent years due to you know the obvious, the pandemic really changed the way that the workplace was was constructed, you know, for, for a bit, I know things are moving back a little bit more to, to in-person, but still, you know, with this massive growth of remote and hybrid work, you know, how has that changed um, your approach with, you know, not only internally, but with your customers? Yeah, we are at such a great intersection. You know, we are part of what is really one of the big questions that will drive how we work for the future. So, I, I would say as a starting point, I feel really lucky to be part of this big conversation. Now, as far as us specifically at ISS, so we have a workforce that's very much on the front lines. So in some cases, that workforce just continued to work through the pandemic, people working in plans, again, technical services. But more and more, we're definitely seeing um, a, a bigger load, and that would be across industries for sure where we're over the, the big question on, are we returning to the office? And we see definitely 
people are back in offices. And of course, that has a, an impact largely positive on us. But it, it's interesting because now what we are also seeing, and this is where technology plays a critical role, is that the employee experience is core to why employees will go into the office. And, and that wasn't the case. Now, the expression that's used that I think is, is a valuable one is you have to earn the commute. So you have to make sure that you create an experience in the office that will absolutely be unique, be seamless, be easy. And so when you think about what we need to deliver at ISS, every time we bring in, I put on my, my CIO hat, of course, but every time we put we bring in new technologies, these technologies have new expectations for our clients' employees, as well as for our clients. Um, even some of the B2B technologies, now there's just an expectation that we're going to be able to support a more consumer-driven type of UX. And so I would say that primarily what has what you know what we benefit from is or what we're at the heart of is this great conversation around return to office. But it's also for us a, an additional challenge to be at this intersection because we also have to leverage AI type tools to understand how offices are, um, what's the load, you know, how are people coming back? When are they back? What do you do? How do you help a client when you have three days in the office where rooms are full and everybody's in and two days where it's empty? And so, so while we're seeing a big return, the way we leverage technology to understand what that return actually looks like on site um, is pretty exciting and uh, lots of Lots of new tools popping up that enable us to provide better data to our clients. Before we continue, I want to tell you about the upcoming AI4 2023 conference, August 7 through 9 in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand. AI4 2023 brings together business leaders and data practitioners to facilitate the responsible adoption of artificial intelligence and machine learning technology. The conference features leaders from brands like Amazon, JP Morgan Chase, CVS, Estee Lauder Companies, UPS, New York Life Insurance, United Healthcare, and many more. While it's not specifically for marketers and CX professionals, there are plenty of topics both directly and indirectly related to the work you do every day. To learn more and register for the conference, go to ai4.io slash USA slash register. That's ai4.io slash USA slash register. And you can register with the code AgileBrand for 15% off your registration. That's AgileBrand, all one word. I'm excited to hear from this amazing lineup of speakers and thought leaders and hope to see you in Las Vegas. Make sure to register at ai4.io slash USA slash register with the code AgileBrand for 15% off your registration. Now let's get back to the show. And so where do you see AI helping to augment the, the workplace? You, you mentioned, you know, that, that there are some tools already in place, but wh where do you see it going in the near future as, as far as, you know, the, the challenges notwithstanding about, you know, access to data and, and all those kinds of things, where, where do you see AI helping to augment you know, your, your customers work and, and the workplace in general. Yeah, there, there is so much out. 
you know, I'll, I'll pick a few, but this is a topic I've gone for a long time on. I mean, one of probably the coolest technologies I've seen is space management, but based on behavioral data. So if you think about the way you connect via Teams, you know, so this is really truly at the heart of the hybrid world. So think about how you behave on Zoom meetings and Teams meeting and your emails, and that's that's a whole data set. Right? So you may connect more often with person A than with person B. You know, you might, I don't know, have teams that connect more typically than you initially thought. And so the, the behavioral data behind these systems are tools or are, are insights that actually enable us to help drive the way people can set up their physical spaces um, so, so there's great partnership out there that, that we leverage in order to help us really understand. And if you think about the, the benefit, and this is, again, truly, in my view, the heart of hi- the hybrid world, where you're going to find out that you might have expected, I put an example out there, but that sales and finance were connecting often. But when you look at the backend data, when you look at the actual ways people interact. And that's, of course, not what they say. It's what they do, right? So it's first-hand data. You may find out that sales actually connects with marketing more often. And so then you can leverage that data to reshape the way you build your office. And so back to what is a great employee experience? How do I earn the commute? Well, I want to be sure that the people I need to work with or want to work with are located physically near me in the building. And so so that's one way that I think is really, really interesting to leverage this kind of data to make better decisions, uh, to understand who are the leaders who may not be in the office or and, and should be in the office because they're very, very connected leaders. And so so using this kind of information in the back end, the 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 virtual information to make physical choices. I think that's very, very cool. We also, there's a lot on cleaning requirements, right? When, when so we offer the, the DNA of our business is, is uh, janitorial. And when you think about, you know, expectation on how often you should clean bathrooms, it's very different in a hybrid world, but how do we ensure, how do we leverage data? So there's some cool technology out there to ensure that we have an understanding of, of you know, when, when do we need to put our cleaning teams where. Uh, there's also great robots that augment their world, their, their work, which are also AI-driven. So there's tons in the space of just cleaning, which, you know, when you think about AI, you're not thinking cleaning services, but it, it is very much impacted by these technologies. And, and the last one and I, that, that I also absolutely love and I come back to really often. So we have fantastic uh, chef. Um, our, our brand in the U.S. is called uh, ISS Guggenheimer. And so we provide cafe type services and offices. And, and, you know, when it comes to food waste, that's a huge carbon footprint challenge um, because food is expensive to produce and and can drive a lot of waste if you're not careful. And so we have this fantastic AI tool that is set in kitchens 
and that enables our chefs to keep track of all the food waste. So cool AI system where every time you put something in a garbage, it picks it up, it reads what is it that you're disposing of, and it can even help you create recipes. So it can highlight, hey, if you got rid of these broccoli stems, you could have made broccoli soup. And with that, in the end, it helps you visualize um, if you know the more you save, how many how many meals you've you've saved overall by being more mindful of your food waste. So so for us, again, and you know sometimes you, you wouldn't think facilities management is where um, there's there's so much going on with AI, but we actually leverage it ac- across service lines. Yeah, yeah, no, that's so interesting, and yeah, there's it, it's amazing how many and how diverse the the applications can be and you know stuff that you know you you'd never think of not you know me not being in in that business per se like it's 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 really interesting to to think about that and so you know you you mentioned the the food waste component and so just you know sustainability and in, in general and sustainability and ESG are certainly a growing focus for a lot of businesses too and so, you know, you mentioned that that example, but how, how else do you see AI uh, playing a role in ESG in the, in the months and years ahead? Yeah, huge role, uh, because, of course, the, the key component to I mean, there's all the actions that organizations take. Right. Yeah. But, but you have to measure and you have to track them. And all of this is data driven. And in order to to understand the data and triangulate it uh, because it's not just about having a visual it's about driving action driving insights and really understanding ai in my view is core component to that i think there are two ways two two more ways that i'm really excited about a big one for us is energy consumption in real estate because Mm. consider our clients who have invested over many many years huge real estate footprint, uh, whether it's offices, airports. And suddenly, especially when it comes to offices, their workload is very different. And so looking, if you triangulate the the workload needs in the hybrid world and people showing up at the office two, three days um, at most, but all in the same two, three days, and then you may have empty or near empty offices on Mondays and Fridays, then then AI and, and the right generally Bluetooth type technology can help you determine what is it that you need to do in these two days where you have a lot of fewer people in the office to manage your energy consumption. And so, so that's a great piece of technology to understand again, how do you, and, and it's good for business and it's good for the world. So it's a win-win but really helping understand energy consumption and how to manage it better in a hybrid world. That's a huge space. We also have another another great conversational AI tool that we're deploying now. So back to, um, as, a, as a business, we're very much a frontliner business, a huge works, workforce. And, and you know, as, as is often the case in, in uh, these types of industries, a fair amount of turnover that we see um, every year. And so with that, hiring in, in is something that, that we do at scale. So in order to remove bias, 
in hiring and, and, and to serve other needs, but, but certainly that is one of them. We're deploying a conversational AI tool, which helps us to, uh, to remove that bias, to ensure that we don't bring a human lens to our, our, our hiring um, or, or we do so at a point where the AI has done its job to filter through different resumes and really give everyone um, a chance, which of course we strive to do as humans, but we know that as humans, we are biased. And so very, very excited to bring this conversational AI tool, which helps us uh, do better and, and really uh, challenge our own biases. So, so I think it's across the ESG spectrum that we can uh, leverage technology, leverage AI. But again, it's it's you have to be mindful of the data going in, and and you have to be intentional about which technologies to bring and where do they best fit your business needs, um, because you always run the risk of getting lost in a world that has so much uh, available technologies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it it sounds like there's there's no shortage of of avenues to to pursue but yeah no that's great great stuff and re- really exciting here um last topic i wanted to touch on and we've touched on this a little bit throughout the conversation but i, I want to focus a little bit on what exactly the optimal role of machines versus humans you know ai ai versus versus humans you know in the workplace and you know versus probably isn't the right way to phrase that either because you know, we're not in, in the movie, The Terminator or anything like that. But, you know, I don't believe it's an either or scenario. Um, but, you know, at the same time, we can't say that AI and software isn't going to replace any human jobs. Uh, in the news recently, even a few companies have already kind of come out and said that they're able to replace some at least some some roles and, and tasks within roles, at, at least with with AI. But from my standpoint, and from, you know, what a lot of others are saying the outlook is not all bad you know there's there's some positives there too um, can you talk a little bit about what's the optimal way to integrate ai with humans at work and you know where do you see that moving towards in the near future yeah and i agree it's it's definitely not all bad and and it's never all bad it's generally um yeah. you know it, it's generally how you implement it but i think and that's been a huge passion point for me um, for a long time but i've always said technology is a people business and and it's always in the end about people whenever i hear that about ai i go back to um i you know, in my career spent a lot of time, probably the bulk of my career on, on e-commerce and, and really um, shopping online and the disruption. And, and I read no years and years ago, it was called, it was called retail apocalypse or some, some version of that, <laughs> that word uh, where, you know, no one was going to go in a store anymore. And, and, and the reality is that's not how things played out, right? Online shopping, e-commerce, drove a new way of shopping with some people who adopted it strictly, others who didn't, the bulk of the population, which adopted portions of it. But the 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 fundamental appreciation for shopping, experience of shopping remained. It just was, it just became with different vehicles. And so for me, when we think about AI, it is the same thing. You know, I, I don't think any any full segment, although and can happen, 
that a segment or a role uh, gets impacted directly and profoundly. But fundamentally, I actually think that AI has the power to augment roles across the organizations, across functions. I think that much like um, in this day and age, no matter where you are in an organization, you must understand how technology plays a role in, in, in your role. And that's as much if you are working as a, as a um, cleaning team as if you are working as a CEO. It doesn't matter where you are in the organization. Technology plays a role. And, and as, a, as an employee, it's, it's really your role enabled by the CIO, enabled by um, learning and development to really understand how that plays out in your role. And so I think that AI will be the same thing. I, I'm pretty certain that in five years time, everyone or, or um, a lot of folks will be able to understand how AI comes in and truly augments what they're doing. Uh, because a lot of folks are, are working with different data sets and, and will be able to leverage AI to build, to accelerate their decision-making. And that will be an expectation, but that's how I see it play out, which is an, another tool that gets to augment. Going back to the food waste and to our, our you know, fantastic chefs and kitchens, uh, it will never be on the chefs to understand how the AI works, but it will be on them to, to look at the data, to look at how they're doing, to challenge their own ways based on the output of that AI. So, so that's how I think I tend to think about these technologies that are, you know, feel very disruptive when when they appear, and especially in in the chat GBT, where you know suddenly everyone and everything. But fundamentally, they tend to plateau a bit and just become tools that that augment what we do. Um, and organizations who figure out, uh, and again, that's often the case with data and with technology, that sweet intersection of art and science, because it is a little bit of those of that. These are the organizations that that will leverage it successfully, and in the end, will will win bigger because they, you know, AI when used with the right data and successfully with art and science, with people who understand how to challenge the outputs, will drive success for organizations. Yeah, yeah, I, I love that you use the term augment. I, I've used that a, a couple times myself as well because I, I do think that's that's the best way to look at it. And so what, what would your advice be then to leaders that, you know, maybe there's some anxiety among, among the ranks as far as, you know, what, what role, uh, you know, again, people are just kind of getting back into the workplace in the office in some cases. And, you know, there's a lot of anxiety just in general, you know, what, what would your advice be to leaders that, Whose, whose team members may be thinking about, you know, the impact that AI might have on them? I think that it's it's with any technology. The starting point is to remove the fear, to make it accessible, and, and to see how it can help to, to support um, even different abilities. I saw a great study in part of, a, of an MIT program where um, they shared a great study where AI was helping people who weren't as successful in their role by leveraging different AI models were, were helped and were able to deliver more successfully uh, on, on some work that they 
some some write-ups that they were doing. And so so I think you have to remove the fear, show the value. And again, that's the, always the same thing with technology and invest in learning. The beauty of AI is that it is new, um, so everyone can learn. Some might start a little bit ahead of others, but fundamentally, there's a learning opportunity. And as increasingly in organizations, I'm certainly a huge believer of developing skills over degrees, especially when it comes to technology. And so it is about celebrating growth mindset, celebrating those who jump in, who are willing to give it a try, are willing to learn. And that is, I think, how you bring it constructively and meaningfully in the organization. So new technologies to me are always an opportunity to uh, bring new people who are willing to learn um, into and shining a light on them. And so I think AI will also enable that. But, but fundamentally, it's always about people. So this time again will be about um, showing the value to people, then leverage it for the benefit of the business. Yeah, yeah, love it. Well, Alice, thanks so much for joining the show. One last question before we wrap up here. Um, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you and your colleague, uh, Courtney Olson, will be presenting at the AI4 show in a few weeks in Las Vegas. Uh, could you give us uh, maybe a little sneak peek here, a little, a little detail on what you'll be talking about at the conference, as well as uh, what you're looking forward to at the show? Yep. Uh, so we will be talking about AI in facilities management. Again, we're very, very lucky to be at the confluence of these big questions around how do you bring employees back into offices. So that will be the core of what we discussed. Some of the technologies that we touched on a little bit, as well as others, uh, will be discussing Courtney and I. So very excited to engage. Hard to tell what I'm looking for the most. I have been looking at all the, the, the presenters. I mean, the thing that is always exciting to me is application, right? So there's yeah. a lot of discussions on AI as a whole, as a concept. I am very excited to hear how people are actually, or, or peers are currently applying it in the day-to-day. -day. Where do they see the value? So I'm, I'm, you know, beyond the marketing around AI, what are real world applications that are driving value for organizations and, and excited to share how, how we drive value for ours uh, with people who would uh, benefit from that information. So, so very excited to attend in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and agreed. I, I think the, the diversity that the application is pretty, pretty interesting. I'm really looking forward to, to being there and um, seeing you there as well. So again, I'd like to thank Alice Fournier, CIO at ISS Americas for joining the show. You can learn more about Alice, ISS, and the AI4 conference by following the links in the show notes. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast, brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkilstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website, or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. 
From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.